Kia Koto and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Get Sexual. I am Alicia and I'm the host of this sexually explorative podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to a beautiful episode of Let's Get Sexual today. Today's episode is just one of those conversations that is so candid, so down to earth, and I was able to just have a chat with my sister Brie about letting go, about learning to let go, because it is really difficult to let go. It is difficult to let go of jobs we know aren't for us and step into the unknown. It is difficult to leave relationships that deep down we know aren't for us, but we're so scared of being alone. It is difficult to leave friendships that have just reached the end. Letting go is so scary. Even if the known, even if what's happening right now isn't great, it's not optimal, we know it isn't right, we often try to convince ourselves that it, that it will be. The fear of the unknown keeps us stuck, keeps us small, it keeps us here. And sometimes it's such a beautiful experience, it's difficult as hell, but it's so important for growth to lean into that resistance and go, currently where I'm at is not where I need to be. And I don't know what's going to come next, but I'm sure as hell more excited about the potential and the opportunity of my future than what is happening for me in the present. And Brie and I just have a really, it's, it's a very candid conversation. It's a conversation between two sisters just about some of the times in our life where we've had to let go, predominantly in relationships and how we've gone through that. And it has been a very uphill battle most of the time because, like I said, we do hold on sometimes longer than we need to. Particularly when you love somebody. It's really difficult to let go when you still love somebody. But often, the love isn't enough, right? Or rather, the love is enough. It's enough to have appreciated it this time in your life. But actually, for the both of you, for the betterment of both of you, sometimes you need to step out of that space together and onto the separate paths that are really, really for you. Anyway getting a bit philosophical there, but I love talking about letting go. Brie is amazing at talking about letting go. She is incredible. And I really hope that you enjoy this conversation and maybe you take something from it and maybe you reflect on the times you've had to let go and the times you wish you've let go a little bit earlier or the times that you let go a little bit too early. Make sure to follow me at alishafay.coach. The link is in the show notes if you want to have a look. I am just blown away by what has been happening for me in the last few months. My sexual empowerment coaching has just blown up. I have already half filled my Sexually Thriving Woman group program. And hell yes, these women are incredible. They are so committed to exploring their relationship with their sexual self. Shedding all of the stigma and the limiting and harmful narratives that they have around sex to be able to communicate their needs and desires to feel confident and comfortable in their sexuality in sex and each one of these women come from such a different background but I know when they come together and they celebrate and they support and they share it is going to be transformational 
So watch out for me in this space. There's going to be so much coming. If you are interested in doing something like a group program, being with a bunch of women, sorry, everybody, this is for self-identified women. If you are interested in this, if you are seeking community, seeking community where you can just develop, where you can just be seen in this space, where you can learn about yourself, where you can explore, where you can integrate and transform how you feel about sex and how you feel about yourself as a sexual being, then jump onto my Instagram, get in my DMs, or visit my website, www.alicia-fay.com. And you can send me a message there or look a free discovery call. I'm here for you. Anyway, let's get on to the episode. It's going to be freaking great. And I hope you learn how to let go. Please note that a few different microphones were used during this recording. So my apologies if some of it is difficult to hear or if there's a bit of volume fluctuations. Not everybody has the same microphone. Tech is the way it is. Anyway, I know you'll enjoy. Here we go. Today's topic is something that has often arisen in our lives and arises in everybody's life. And it's something that all of us have to grapple with often on our own. But you and I know that actually this this is something you don't have to do on your own, right? This is something that we can learn from others. It's about how to tap into ourselves and trust ourselves. But yeah, that's that's what's so beautiful about it. It's it's a subjective yet communal area of our life and to introduce what I'm talking about (laughs) we will be talking about the art of letting go so when to know to let go how do you do it these are the things that often we don't know we don't know when to leave a relationship when to leave a friendship when to leave a job when to let go of expectations there are a lot of areas of our lives we have to make decisions about and they're really big decisions that are full of fear about the outcome and so we often seek different ways and methods of trying to make these decisions Bree and I are going to spend this session talking about letting go the times we've had to let go in our lives how we do this when we know to do this etc so we're going to discuss that and give you a bit of juiciness yeah and when you, you hold on for dear life and then judge yourself for not having let go sooner and then learning to accept it and know that hey everything is divine timing mm-hmm. it all happens as it does acceptance and moving forward let's talk about letting go and what that's looked like for us in our lives and some really key spaces that we've gone through this decision making process and I'm not saying in a succinct way all the time (laughs) tell me about a time where you have had to figure out if something is something you want to let go of and how you made that decision Thinking about the experiences we have had, oh God, there are many a times. And just to name a few, one was like a long-term relationship and learning to let go one of the future that I thought I wanted. So the expectations I had created based on being in a long-term relationship and the future that I thought we would have, especially based off the wants from younger me, from like Mm. being 20 and entering 2021, entering the relationship and to being 24 and 23 and kind of starting to grow and change and having to let go of what I thought I wanted, who I thought I wanted and the expectations of who they should be. 
and then holding on to that relationship. So I learned to let go of that. I have had to let go of multiple frees, continuously letting go of the layers and the masks that I have built up or the expectations I feel others have put on me or I have put on myself. And continuously embracing who I am in this in this moment, letting go of the ideas of success, letting go of friendships. One of the hardest things to do, to be honest. I know relationships are really tough, but fuck, it's really strange to let go of long-term friendships. So yeah, obviously letting go, it just continuously happens, to be honest. Letting go of jobs, the amount of jobs I have left. Goodbye, but to be honest, I don't really feel like, it's weird, but I've really, I've never had that moment of, I owe you something, I have to stay forever. Mm. I'm like, okay, it was very nice learning from you. Thank you for paying for my personal development. And I'm going to go to this one now. I lucky think, you had me from the time you had me. <laughs> I think you and I have a relatively healthy relationship with that. Letting go is just like the most natural part of life, really, isn't it? You need to let go in order to grow. You need to shed in order to transform. If we're not letting go of things, yeah. we're probably not growing. Mm-hmm. So... Are we, are we happy with that? Are we completely happy with where we're at and we don't want any change in our lives? Um, sure, then you can decide not to let go of anything. But I think there's... <sighs> Maybe this is a personal opinion. It's not for everybody. But uh, there's something relatively sad about a life that's not one of growth. Yeah, that's one of our... Especially when it's one of our values as well. Like, I feel <laughs> like what if nothing changes, nothing changes. Mm. Um, Exactly. You know, and and oh my god, I just feel like here's here's all the mantras. If nothing changes, nothing changes. What you go through, you grow through. Like <laughs> I just we're surrounded by these fucking mantras. I love them because there's a reason for them. Um yeah. and how you do anything is how you do everything. And honestly, the only way to get anywhere is to take action. And if we literally sit and stay in the same thing always and forever, the same relationship, mm. which we're like, no, this is just the way it is or the job that you know it actually it's like it's not even just living a life where you don't choose to grow it's like choosing a life that you just are like okay well there's nothing to grow this for just it. no there's just nothing yeah well it just it, like not accepting you don't it, accepting in a way that's like real passive mm. of uh, okay this is just it because it, again I feel there's just been a life lived in in fear having been in that space many times of going okay well there's just you know, I can't change it just a belief that this is just the way life is yeah yeah it's it's an interesting thing isn't it because I think when you're not letting go when you're not growing etc life is happening to you you're not an active yeah. participant mm-hmm. it's like you're kind of floating in the ether and it just happens but this is often when we start complaining about people, about places, about things, about our life. We start looking yeah. at what other people have, wishing we had it and wishing they didn't have it because we don't want people to have what we don't have or aren't willing mm-hmm. to do the work to get. I know personally in my life and observing people around me that that not leaning into that growth, being excited by growth, is something that calls resentment for life and for other people's lives. Like it really saddens me when I hear people just complaining about their life and resentful of what other people have. Mm. I'm like, if somebody else has it, you're likely to be able to get it. Okay, not all the time. There are definitely privileged, et cetera. But if you really want this, if you actually desire it, not just because you're told you should desire it, mm. like, cool, what is a way you could get there? Be like, no, no, no I'm not, I, I couldn't do that. 
No, it's only yeah. because they were, their parents were wealthy or they don't have children or they do have children. Mm. We're always looking at what we don't have, but yeah. often not willing to do the work or put in the action or identify a pathway to try to get the things we truly desire. Yeah, because I, like, in a really weird sense, I love that feeling of resentment starting mm. in a way that I'm like, oh, there's this trigger that's telling me that there's something, it's a mirror. Either yes. it's something I want to grow in, like a transformation, you know, is it something I want? Like, these people are expanders. Mm. I'm surrounded by people who I endlessly feel like I belittle myself against because I'm like, oh, but they, but they've just, who they are, everyone loves. Of course they can get there. I'll create all the ideas with, mm. um, from like one image of who I think I'm looking at and the life that they have and you know, think I could never get there. Well, that's a stupid belief. <laughs> so we can get rid of that one. And I'm not worthy of that life. Or well, this is just the life I was born into. This is the way it's always going to be. And I love being able to go like, actually, when I look at that person, I'm actually looking at myself. I'm resenting what I have chosen for myself. Yeah, and people don't think people don't like to also think they've chosen their life. No, they don't think they don't think, you know, I this job, I had to take this job. Well, you've chosen to take that job, even if it was like maybe the only job you could take, you've still chosen that. You could either just not take it or you take that and are responsible for the lives we live, as well as everything else. Like, yes, we've got the systems that we were born into and privileges, and yet, like, we're not saying that that doesn't exist, and we can't put all of the blame on everyone else. And everything no. Else. No, because like you said, no matter what, we still have that decision to make, typically. In most situations in our lives, we have an active decision we have to make. Mm -hmm. um, and other than just decision, you have the, the decision to make about your perception of something. Mm. And I've suffered from this a lot, is that I have sat in jobs or I've sat in relationships or I've sat in friendships and I'm like, oh, this just, this isn't optimal. This isn't great. I don't like this. I wish it was different. I don't want to spend all my time doing this or I don't want to spend time with this person. And, and actually I've made that decision to think like that, to perceive that situation mm. like that. So I either have to change the situation. Like if it's actually not healthy and good for me, then I've got to make a decision as potentially letting go. Or mm. maybe the decision is to change my perception and go, what is, what is the good I could look at here? Like, what is the value I'm bringing to the space or the value that person's giving me? So yeah, I often think it's not just deciding, like if you do have to stay in your job for the next six months because of a particular thing, like you make mm. the decision that you stay in for six months and then how can mm -hmm. you change your perception of the next six months to make it something that's enjoyable? as much as it can be, right? Go, fuck yeah, over the next six months, I get to save up this amount of money and that's going to allow me to do this with my life. Or I have this one work friend and I get to spend six more months with them. So how can you enjoy the journey in the time that you've decided to stay in something, whether that's a relationship, a friendship, job, et cetera? Yeah, and I love that because it's like you've gone to this choice of saying bye-bye, <laughs> yet it may be a delayed bye-bye. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and and that and like I love that so much so what a, another mantra what you resist persists like yeah. I heard that one and I love that because if you're resisting the fact that things are mm. the way they are currently if you resist that it's just you are just going to make it worse for yourself if you're resisting your choice if you're resisting the situation I mean you can accept and be like okay this is this is how it is mm. all right awesome and so now what am I choosing yeah. uh, like you said my mindset I'm going to choose to like listen to my inner creator I'm going to choose these beliefs like this is an opportunity 
and then you start like letting go of all the other shit and you just mm. and, and ready to embrace that journey and then also you're never getting out of your life like while you're in this life every moment is life so why not yes. choose to it's not just like oh it's all fine you'd be like yeah it's a bit shitty yes. like and I'm gonna make the most of the situation yeah yeah and I mean look at me I was in a relationship where I put a deadline like we're like I like oh, we're gonna break up in June right yeah you know? like in t- June 2020 that's gonna be the day we're gonna break up at that time and everyone's like what the fuck is up with you mm. you are so strange I was very grateful to have had a partner who was open to that I was like cool because I want to enjoy you for as long as possible I, mm. I know this relationship is actually no longer what I want for the rest of my life like currently where we're at and who I am becoming I'm starting to resent you because you're not becoming the person I want you to be, which is also super unfair, the expectations I had. So yeah, I set a date and I made the most. And then I obviously brought the date forward by six months when I just finally went, why am I holding on to this mm. more? But it was actually really freeing going, hey, like you said, I'm going to make the most of this time that I yeah. have. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I look back at so many things and i I wish I had that mentality and even in situations now I'm like oh wow yeah practice what I preach where am I feeling discontent that actually I can actively make a decision to change through my perception I know I'm extremely busy at the moment I've got so much going on I'm like oh my god I've got like six months more of this job etc I get to do some freaking awesome stuff and work with some awesome people and I get to choose to either like wish away the next six months or actually enjoy this crazy experience for the next six months trying to make everything work, but being able to have some awesome impact and work with some great people. Personally, yeah. I can get so serious about things. Like oh, so serious. It's like, why? Life doesn't mean fucking, anything. <laughs> like, I know, it doesn't all mean anything. Like, it means something and it means nothing at the same time. Yeah, I just love... That, that space of, of acceptance and just letting, as accepting things as things are and then how we choose to show up, how we choose to live mm. our life in that, that time, um, I think is such an important element. And, and like you said, because I'm so good at being like people, just, just change things. And sometimes you just cannot actually need to have the money coming in. You need to be in this thing for a bit longer and you know, yeah. before you can actually let something go. So I really love that caught it all around when you are in that space how can you make the most of that yeah it's it's the hard truth of life isn't it that we don't always have the power to make the change when we want to make it but we can decide something whether that is to say goodbye or whether it is to um to perceive something differently that is the hard truth I'd love to always be able to to do something but I also know that I'd be potentially doing things prematurely right I'd be like oh I feel bad about this so I'm saying goodbye rather than being like maybe this is something I want to sit with and it's interesting because there are some things that like relationship I do think romantic relationships are one thing I guess it depends on the person and their background it can go two ways one you leave it way too long to say goodbye mm. or you jump the gun and say goodbye too early. Yeah, um, tell me more. Well, it's like, it's, <laughs> well, as, as, as most of the listeners, if they've been listening for a while, know, you know, I was in that eight on and off again relationship and that, that 
was something I could have let go and if I was to use the word should should have let go a lot earlier it Mm. it became an identity thing right like I almost found my identity through that situation I didn't know who I was without it and honestly Mm. a part of me probably fed in the to the drama a little bit it was like this this is this is my life now it's dramatic so you do get a little bit lost in that story and I know that I got lost in that future aspect but I know who this person could be if they just did this and I'll be the person Mm. that helps them get there if I just stick it out like yes we're going through all this shit now but maybe if I just wait this person will be who I want them to be who I need them to be and I wasn't basing it on (laughs) on actually how they had been or how they were at all Mm. it was all or I was basing it on five percent of how they had been rather than the 95 percent that's when I think you can stay on too long and even in long term before that relationship when I was in that one for five years and I stuck stuck around like a year too longer than I potentially could have it's not that they're terribly bad we learn things within that time frame right like we're still living we're still doing other things not like my life Mm. paused for eight years or five years etc but it's looking back and going hmm okay what can I learn from this when I'm making future decisions about romantic relationships when why did I stay longer than I could have and me it's around fear who am I without this how difficult is it to leave we like my earlier relationship I had a house with them like we were renting we had all these things so Mm. and I know you feel that right like you had a house with your ex things aren't quite perfect yet it's not the perfect situation to leave we're waiting for it to like 100% be the yeah. worst thing yeah. and then we'll leave yeah exactly stars have got a completely aligned but actually I'm really intrigued so you're obvious that you came to a point where you let go in both yes. of those relationships yeah so what was it that that you went through to let go I think like everything it's a process often we're not an active participant in that process so I think in my first relationship that was the one for five years it was something that I wasn't an active participant in for a while I think for a year or two I'd just been feeling off I'd been feeling more and more disconnected I'd more I was getting the feeling that this isn't where I wanted my life to go I didn't think that like I think our values were just inherently different and it was becoming more and more noticeable as we got older but it was comfortable and so I stuck around until like and I think we had more and more fights and those fights just started to sim- like started to crack everything the foundations were getting cracked and then for me it was just this one night this one moment this one like click realization oh wow this isn't right this isn't who I want to be with this isn't the relationship I want to be in and it was almost like I woke up from a dream like whoa mm. what the fuck am I doing here with this person with this life Gee, how did I get here like I, this is never what mm. I really wanted it's almost like you know you, like I just said like the floating through life kind of just happened to me like life was just happening I wasn't an active participant and then that just like I got shoved out of it just by watching a film pretty shoddy film as well but like <laughs> just it, it, like, I needed that trigger I need a trigger and so sometimes it's yeah. we we let go when it's uh, something triggers us we have a conversation with a certain yeah. person somebody says a certain thing we feel a certain thing something can trigger us to the letting go whereas that second mm. one it was not happening it was a continuous cycle I had to like shock myself out of the cycle and for me it was the perception that changed it because I was perceiving everything as 
as although I knew it was unhealthy, I knew it was toxic, I knew it wasn't good for me. I knew this person technically would not be the type of person I'd want to end up with because who the fuck wants to be disrespected that often over and over again in a relationship? I got lost in that cycle and it was actually the perception change I needed was <laughs> I needed to change my perception of that person. And actually I started to pity him. And that pity was like the 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 skyrocket out. And it wasn't it wasn't the only thing for me. I, I went through and wrote a list of who do I actually want in my life? What is a healthy, conscious relationship look like? And who does that person look like for me? So I got really clear on what I actually wanted. And I was writing goals more. I was focusing more on the life I did want. And then just more and more, as I got clear on the life I wanted, it just became so apparent this person didn't fit into it. If I stayed with this person, or if I stayed in this cycle, because it wasn't a committed relationship or anything, if I stayed in this cycle, I could not be that person I wanted to be. I would forever be spending my life wrapped up in some semblance of this. And so recognizing the life I wanted definitely helped me to decide to let go. And then that perception shift, like it helped change my perception because I was like, fuck yeah, I'm so excited about the life I get to have and I want to have, and I'm starting on that path towards. And then when I connected with this person again, I just saw him in a different light. And that, that light was like, oh, wow. Like I understand why the last eight years have happened because that was who I was at that time, but that's not who I'm choosing to be now. I've gotten clear on who I wanted to be yeah. and what I desired from my life. It made it easier for my perception to shift of the decisions I had been making and that I now got to choose to make. That's what helped me to learn. But on the flip side, I then got into a pattern of being relationships are crap. People like men are crap. This shit is crap. It's so much easier being alone and relying on myself. And because it's, it's more certain if I get to make the decisions about everything, I can be in control and nobody can hurt me. So getting into a new relationship with a like a healthy relationship where there's challenges and there's like learnings when challenges arise or I feel uncomfortable or I feel like sort of frustration or not being seen or not being listened to anything that gets triggered it also triggers the oh it's better to leave mm-hmm. right like it's better to not be in this if, mm-hmm. if, if it doesn't feel good all the time why do it yeah. and so it's it's that balance of going my past has told me relationships harder than than I want them to be or they are unhealthy for me or I can't trust myself in them so I'm looking for that confirmation to leave yeah so I'm going oh yeah I already know some point in this relationship I'm probably going to leave so why not leave now right because it's uncomfortable and it's not easy and I don't want to be challenged and I don't want to have to learn so it's knowing that you don't always have to be challenged but sometimes the challenges I have in my relationship about my growth Mm. like sure my partner's got his growth he needs to go through but it's like when I get challenged now I'm like oh what's happening here and it's usually like a space in my life I want to grow in oh why does that trigger me? Okay, great. It's because I don't believe I'm worthy or I don't like not being listened to. Okay, how can I work on that? So it's more about being able to grow and learn through the challenges of my relationships now and knowing when it's a healthy challenge and when it's not, uh, which can be a really difficult thing to discern between. It's really about the perception of if, if this is how it was going in 12 months time, mm. 
would I be happy with this? Would I be happy with if it was went on this trajectory and then in 12 months time, my life still looked like this, would I be happy? Mm. I'd be happy that I was still in a relationship. Yes. Would I be happy with some of my reactions to things? No. Mm. So um, for me, that highlights, I want to do growth in my reactions and, and how potentially I perceive some situations, but I don't want the change in terms of who I'm with. Mm. Yeah. Free hindsight is yeah. my favorite fucking thing. You just realize that if, not thinking about who they could be or who mm-hmm. they used to be, but going, if nothing changes, mm-hmm. because you can not control who this person is. And if they're not going to show up in the, with your non-negotiables and create the shifts that you truly want and that you realize actually you can no longer deal with the way things are, you know, can you actually live exactly how it is now in 12 mm-hmm. months time? Yeah. In five years' time. Yeah. Will you be happy with the relationship? Will you be happy with that person? Will you resent them? Like, yeah, that is exactly how you feel about yourself. Like, how do you feel about how you are in 12 months having continued with what you're doing? So, you're right. Yeah. I think I love that pre hindsight. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. I do it all the time. I'm always like to people, like, I always love going when you're 60 and you look back on your life, Mm -hmm. like the jobs, like, why spend Mm. that time of your life? not living the life that you want even just taking action of doing the scary things Mm -hmm. imagine looking back on life and going oh I never skydived because I was just too afraid cool yeah live life in fear (laughs) exactly older versions that will be on the gravestone live (laughs) life in fear (laughs) I actually kind of love that as well how do you want to be remembered is it that you want on your gravestone lived your life in fear was too busy to have good relationships put career over people actually that was one of the things I did when I first coached with Bri it was looking at your eulogy first and then it was in 20 years 10 years five years three years one year and just being able to look at that eulogy and be like yeah what do I want to be remembered for who do I want to be showing up as because how we sit there especially in the world we are in now in the coaching world and surrounded by very enlightening humans. We sit with this channel, your higher self, like what mm. would they do? What actions would they take? And I'm, sometimes I'm like, what do you mean? Like, and then being able to think about the eulogy part, I'm like, ah, yeah. who do I, I want to be someone who's kind and mm. I create space for people. And actually I unapologetically myself and I make people uncomfortable, which is very mm. different to young Brie who wants everyone to be very comfortable, stands up for the things they believe in doesn't get stuck to one idea I love how you chucked in before that <laughs> you you set a date yeah for you and your partner to end yeah and how did you get there how did you decide to leave earlier what did that look like for you oh man what a journey that was I and a test. yeah I know fuck so it was yeah it was really a journey I mean I started getting it was the end of 2018 I had I had a life coach and did work with them and I mean I oh man like you try to actually find words for this is really tough yeah yeah and and like actually getting honest about it on a podcast is really interesting it's quite mm. scary but yeah I mean for me there had been difficult times where I had not been treated well but because of really good people pleasing tendencies but you'd been with me when we were overseas and there were just some patterns of behavior between both of us that weren't great and that was like in 2017 we've been together for a year and a half and 
just didn't manage that time well at all. And then got back in person mm. and we had some shit to navigate. And there were some really good times. We fucking travel well together, lived together, and that was good. But there were just certain things that I was like wanting and and didn't even know how to find myself or find other people. And then I you know, keep going, okay, this this like what I want and I'm happy with this. And I got to a point in the relationship where I started feeling like I couldn't be me and I felt like I was judged for who I was, mm. whether that was true or not. It was just how I, I felt like there were certain things where they couldn't act or things I'd say. And for them, they weren't comfortable with that because maybe I was pulling up people on the shit they were saying, maybe it was like racist remarks or sexist stuff. And I was like, I am not okay with that. And mm. like people that, you know, would be around. And yeah, I've really had to journey through that and then like started looking at my own non-negotiables. Like I, we had conversations where I was like, these are the things I need. So I was like, this is what I need. Like, let's sit down. And they received it and were like, cool. And I was like, I want to see this change by here. And so this, this came through my, from my coaching. I was just like learning more and more about what I want and, you know, what I really wanted to see in the relationship and how I wanted to be treated and what were my non-negotiables. And sometimes, because mm-hmm. like for me, I'm not a big fan of people on their phone all the time. Like it really irritates me. I feel like it's really disrespectful or people think quality time for them. It might be like quality time can look like hanging on a couch with someone, um, not talking or watching a movie. Like that's nice, but if that's every day and all I started getting was like 15 minutes of conversation in the evening with them. Mm. And I'm like, this is not me. Like I want to be able to sit down and have like an hour conversation. I wanted to be able to know what they were going through emotionally. And there was just stuff I wasn't receiving. And it was more, and I get like resentful towards them. And it was like actually resent towards myself for one, not knowing how to Mm. communicate my needs, not accepting them for who they were to then go, actually, what is it that I want? And so through this journey, I guess I got to the point of like, what is it that, yeah, again, like you, you just said, what do I want in my future? Can I, do I want this? Is this going to make me happy? And yeah. I was going through some like growth shit. I was like learning. They were so supportive of my growth journey, which was awesome. So I had that like love and support. Um, and then we got the house. We weren't in a great place when we got the house. Like, and we just kind of did it. Sometimes we just made decisions because we just made decisions and we're like, sweet, we'll just flow with it. And then we had the conversation of, I was like, hey, actually, like, I want to live overseas. To me, that was like, that was a really good out. And it's really tough because I do base the reason why we broke up on that. Because I mean, I still loved him. And being able to say, hey, I want to move overseas and you don't. What a great out. Instead of being like, hey, we just aren't in the same space. Like, I yeah. love you and you are an amazing person. And what I need is this. This is what I want in a relationship. Mm. So be able to go, hey, the fact that I want to live overseas for like 10 years and you don't I mean that's kind of a deal breaker to be honest and so that's why we put a date on it because I was like I'm not ready to leave because it's comfortable it was still nice mm-hmm. this is my best friend even though I still felt like sometimes I walked into the house and I was on eggshells it was just all mm-hmm. these patterns and then the amount of fucking conversations I had with people of like yes how do you see my relationship what should I do? What I'd often ask is how are other people's relationships? It was, I didn't want people's opinions on my relationship necessarily. Like, you know, mm. you gave me yours. Other people sometimes gave me theirs. Sometimes some people actually had their thoughts as well, which is fair enough, because it's fucking terrifying to tell someone you don't necessarily love how they're treated. And mm. people don't always see also what's in a relationship, but that's a whole other ballgame. So it was me trying to see how other people were treated in their relationship. And me really trying to, again, like look for this confirmation of my relationship isn't how it should be or it's not Mm -hmm. right for me. So I keep looking outside of 
myself and then I went to go see a spiritual person and then I went to see another one and there was just like tears and it was just what came up in that session I was she's like you're on a train and you're doing a really good job like this is a person who does not know, know me and you know she's like, doing a great job of like making the train all pretty but fuck you're on the wrong carriage like train you're going the wrong direction but you're making it real nice to make it seem like it's the place you're supposed to be <laughs> and I just fucking tried it I am too seen right now and that's exactly what I've done mm. for like a year I mean I loved his family we'd created with life and there was so much holding on to it but at the same time I'm like fuck imagine I'm still where I am in three years fuck no I don't even want to be in the same job like mm. at that time I was done with my job I was in such a negative headspace too so I wasn't great in the relationship I wasn't great in my job just everything was uh. so it all came to a head and when I realized I was asking everyone about what was going on yeah. and I was like searching for the answer outside when inside of me the whole time I knew what the mm. answer was but it was terrifying yeah. like you said like trusting yourself and like listening to the knowing yeah but yes. then obviously we came to the, well I had the conversation said I wanted to end at a certain time we came up with a date uh, when I did decide to end it earlier there was just so much I was like no why am I holding on to this more than we need to because it's unfair on him as well when he could actually end up meeting someone that's better and I could like let it all go and continue to move on mm. um that was hard and they were in shock but something real random that I've like looked at recently is oh my god the amount of men like in heterosexual relationships are so surprised when their partner or wife wants to leave them but ten- their partner tends to be talking about it for fucking years and goes this is what yeah. I want to see from you but it was so interesting reading this stuff on on like Instagram. This is psychologist one, and she's like, because this rhetoric and this um, idea of there being a nagging wife or a nagging yep. partner. So when we're actually voicing our concerns and we want to be heard, and they're just like, no, you're just like complaining. Oh, this is what women, women always do. They don't take it seriously. Next thing they know, like, but what mm-hmm. did I do? We were good. we were fine. We were great. And it's like, are you fucking kidding? Did you listen? No, you just mm. yeah, yeah. It's this. You know, it's interesting. That was the exact same as happened in my first relationship. He was shocked when I left. Like, oh, I just thought this was another fight. I just thought this was you being saying you're unhappy again. It's me saying I'm unhappy again. Like, did that not hit you the first time? (gasps) And you're completely right. You have hit something there. People who do not actively listen to the people in their life and then get shocked when something is done Mm. have themselves to really answer to right because people are giving you signs and they're trying to talk to you they're trying to tell you Mm. and if you're not actively listening um there's an issue there and part of the not actively listening is probably why they're they're feeling unseen unheard disrespected the relationship isn't feeling good for them Mm. they want that quality listening they want that quality time with Mm. you yeah that's that's a hard truth for any men listening or any people with men in their lives which Mm. all of us and that you're not responsible for your partner they've got to actively listen to you as well, right? Yes, have you asked them? Have you tried to create space to sit down and chat with them? If you have done everything in your power and within your control to try to share, to try to connect, to try to communicate, then that's all you can be expected to do. That's all you can do. You can't control this person. You can't control how they turn up to the party. So don't take on your shoulders the responsibility of how they're perceiving something or their lack of ability to participate in these experiences. Even if you create the perfect scenario 
people have to be willing to listen they have to see the value in it but oh I I took so many notes when you were talking there was something that you said that you just felt less and less like like yourself and then you started to feel the more and more you became like your actual authentic being the less the relationship started to feel right and in alignment and that just jumped it to me because I think I see it all the time the more and more I see people step into their authenticity it's almost like they change shape and that shape no longer fits in in their environment whether it's their relationship or their job it's like it doesn't click anymore and it's uncomfortable you start feeling uncomfortable like this doesn't it's like wearing clothes that's too tight Mm. or Mm. way too large and it's you can wear them but does something doesn't seem right and and it's always itches at you and you'll often find the people in your environment it's (laughs) I'm trying to think of it's almost like a zombie game or something where you're trying to creep through and then you like make a noise and zombies like turn around and then they like run after you and try to grab you (laughs) it's a really weird analogy often when our relationship like where we're starting to become more and more authentic the people in our lives start paying more attention and the fear can come in Mm. like oh why are you making these decisions oh you never used to care about this so they start really holding you accountable for who you used to be and they don't like that you're changing they try to hold on to you tighter and tighter and tighter Mm. Uh, so it's really interesting to see how not only is it you who's changed but people's reaction to your change so I find that in relationships like if you're becoming more and more authentic and kind of shedding and going through the process of figuring out is it right it's it's interesting you say that because I'm like I it's funny because I think I was that person to them Mm. I don't feel like I got nitpicked that much and things like they're they're like yo you're, you're you're changing but they're kind of like oh look at you growing and I don't fully get it and this like stop trying to make this me but I was kind yeah. of that they changed from the person that I'd originally got with so I had my mm. ideal of you treated me like this what the fuck happened why am I not yeah. being treated like I used to and I got to the point where I was just holding on so tight and then I just one day went fuck it I'm wasting so much energy on that mm. and I just let go and then we just pretty much became more like flatmates like still loved each other and stuff but it was just actually like I was like fuck it if you're not going to put the energy in I'm not going to put the energy in and that was just kind of like now we're, in, we're two independent people and we were brought up to be like independent in a relationship, but like the hyper independence and it was shitty. Yeah. I was like, we don't want to share the things with each other. We don't want to talk about what's happening. We don't want to talk about our lives mm. and our future. Like that's not the type of relationship I want. I want to be in life no. with this person. Yeah. So it was almost yeah. like, <laughs> I was the nitpicker yeah. and then I was Which like, is- which is fair right I think that's a really good point is that you can start nitpicking because you're feeling uncomfortable the clothes no longer fit properly and you can be grabbing at your life I know that you've had friendships yeah. where you've gone through growth and yes. they've been like I need to hold you accountable yes. oh, for who yeah, I, I think you that. should be so you're right I completely agree sometimes you can be the nitpicker the holder on or actually other people can be but that there's going to be some reaction in your environment, whether it's internal or external. Yeah. And talking about friendships, like you and I have both experienced where people yes. are just, and this is like what I love hearing and being reminded, you know, good old Instagram always pops up with the good shit, <laughs> but pretty much just that, like reminding that, that just how everyone will perceive you or like you'll occur mm. differently to every person. Some people will see us, they're like, you are amazing and kind and non-judgmental and loving. And some people will see me as judgmental. Some people be like, you are, I mean, I've been called a gaslighter. I've been called manipulative mm. by people who, of really close to me and they're like you just they don't didn't like who I was becoming because I just ask so many questions and for them they yeah. just like I was questioning their existence and gaslighting their choices and and exactly. everything and it was more like cool like I, I just want to understand are you 
living the life that you truly want to because that's what I want what's you know I want you to truly step into your power which you already are but you living someone else's success or your success and that's a scary fucking thing to be asked when all you Mm. want is maybe friends to support you or laugh with you and we just had very different ideas of friendships in the end and when we realized that I was like I don't want to just have light conversations and just laughed all the time like you know you want the deep shit yeah to be challenged and I mean I don't always love being challenged (laughs) react badly but it's yeah so that was it was tough and like standing Mm. up for my for myself and just like learn to let go and be like cool that's your decision and then they pretty much told me that they were waiting for me to once I figured out my shit and were ready to be who they thought I was again that they will catch up in in time and I'm like well I'm not going to be changing to who I was I'm continuing to transform into someone new yeah that's another good point as to when it might be an indication that it's time to let go (laughs) is if you're feeling happy within yourself Mm. and somebody else is making requests for you to change Mm. like you are not the person I want you to be I think you should be like this our relationship would be easier if you just did this or if you didn't do this and I think if we're feeling like content and happy and authentic in who we are and somebody isn't vibing with that and they're requesting that we be a different person it's a great indication that you've potentially outgrown this person yeah and that just happens it's so normal and natural but we get scared we've talked about in a few different episodes but about how we do have this perception that connections are supposed to last forever yeah friendships are for life romantic relationships you get married and you have a life together Mm -hmm. the reality is that we do consistently grow and so do they and it's not always on the same path so if you're actively growing and they're actively growing or or somebody's outgrowing another or growing in a different direction it does take you you have to take the space and the in the time to to start doing almost like a stock take of what is and isn't aligned to the path that you want to be on Uh, and i actually really uh, appreciated your honesty about saying that you weren't being the person you wanted to be in your past relationship you weren't turning up the way that you'd want to be you weren't saying the things you'd want to be saying or doing the things you want to be saying like because you potentially felt stuck in this relationship or you felt stuck in the situation you weren't turning up as your higher self and you could have been better in that situation I think it's so important for us to recognize right like we are also part of the situation and that radical responsibility of looking at who we are. That's also a really good indication that something needs to shift. Mm. If you're not being the person you are or you want to be, mm. what's happening in your environment? Is it because you've got a lot of stress? Mm. Is it because your work is just toxic and you're shutting down, you're disconnecting? Um, maybe you're bitching more because your workmates bitch more mm. um, or your relationship isn't feeling fulfilling. So you're starting to get, like you said, resentful and, and naggy. And so it's actually going, how is our own behavioral patterns and shifts mm. indicating that something isn't right to us? And yeah. often we just like let it happen. It almost takes somebody who hasn't seen us potentially for a while to be like, oh shit, something's happening here. I mean, a lot of times people don't tell us anything, right? They they, they kind of just, they they leave the situation and go, God, I don't want to see that person again. They made me feel shit. If somebody in your life has changed in a way that you think, well, this is difficult because you had a relationship where somebody thought you changed yeah. and not for the better and let you. But in some ways it's always good. If you, if some, if you think somebody has changed and not in a way that you think aligns with who they are or doesn't align with who you are, let them know. Because either it's time that they let your relationship with, them go or two maybe they do need some help 
because they're reacting to something in the environment which is causing them to not be in alignment yeah and that's where yeah, that curiosity so piece is so important point. right like oh thanks yeah God. yeah exactly. Being able to check in with people and be like hey like so i've noticed this like is this something you've you've noticed or how are you going like what's really truly going on for you in this this time how do you mm. feel about yourself has anything been going on and people don't may not always react straight away in a very like open minded and open arms yeah. <laughs> no we don't like to be challenged like no. you said yeah <laughs> I want to highlight as well the validation and the permission aspect you know you going and speaking all of this intel from other people mm. what does their relationship look like how can I like have enough on my list to say yep no the cons are far outweighing the pros it's time to leave mm. how do I get the permission to make a decision mm. and we're often looking like for that out that one out that's why people often wait till somebody cheats in order to leave we're looking for that one thing that makes the situation so bad that we can finally go oh thank god now i can leave and, and i don't feel bad about it or i feel like less worse right it almost feels like when we don't have an out mm. we have to be the active decision maker and we don't like that and we also, want somebody else to make the decision and yeah. give us permission well yeah we're also really terrified to be set like we judge ourselves so harshly when hurting people we're like well i can't, mm. I can't hurt this person they're going to hate me because we are so afraid of that judgment of what that's going to yeah. mean about us and actually did you judge yourself by hurting yourself by staying in something for longer than you should and the belief you keep creating about yourself probably yeah. like, you won't sit there going well i'm hurting myself by staying in this mm. and like yeah look someone's and someone's allowed to hurt at me like i hate when people shit and would try to like make sure everyone feels okay which is so unfair because people are allowed Mm. to not be happy with your decision they are allowed to not want to talk to you they are allowed to feel hurt and all of the feelings and but if you don't allow them to feel that they're not in alignment and you're not in alignment with yourself so then you just have two people who are hurting and being in something out of alignment (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly being out of alignment people that's not that's not fair and I give credit to Bri when she wrote this, but the questions to think about when journaling and they're like, what's the challenge decision to be made and what are the options? And that literally can be anything. This was just related to my relationship. And then it was like visualizing every option. So I had five options and I had to sit and visualize each one of them. And it's like, what are most afraid of happening? How would you mitigate that? What's the cost of an action? That is my favorite fucking question I ask myself and others. What's the cost of staying in this relationship? What's the cost of staying in this job? What's the cost of choosing to believe expectations versus reality? Yeah. So and then what do you need to let go of? I mean, this is the whole fucking podcast, letting go of shit. Who do I need to become to make this happen? And now what's the action? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think there are some really simple things like that goal setting, using that visualization. Who do I want to be? How do I get there? And is what I'm doing now in alignment to that? And it becomes pretty clear after a while what isn't and then making a decision potentially to let it go or to change your perception of it. So thank you so much for taking your morning to do this. Thank you for having me on and doing this. I love it so much. It's such a good conversation. I love you too. Well, there we go. Another episode done. I'd love to hear what you thought about it. Don't forget to check out the episodes from prior seasons if you're interested and another episode will be out in a couple of weeks so keep your eyes peeled. 